Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome or welcome back to the LOH Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, I ask you to please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, where you can access all our message content. Most importantly, I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in the faith journey. Enjoy. This message is called Love After the Cross. Love After the Cross. The scripture says that God loved us and sent his son to die on the cross because of his great love which he loved us. And those terms are past tense. An act of love, a finished act of love. But what about after the cross? We know that God loved us and Jesus died on the cross. What about after the cross? And what about after your cross-like experiences that crush you or hurt you or where you failed God or you get into a mystery of contradictions in life and you wonder if God's failed you? Or you have failed others, you know? It's, as I said last week, it's not only the fact that God wants to heal us of things that people have done to us, but nobody can keep their hand down when I say raise your hand and, 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 and say, uh, you know, I've also hurt others. We're all that. What about love after the cross? When Jesus said it is finished, he was not speaking of the love of God. And what about after the cross has, after your cross experiences? Are you finished? You can feel like that. But after his ascension, well, after, before his resurrection, the disciples thought it was finished, right? But they didn't know that it is finished that Jesus was talking about. They thought it was over. But after his resurrection and his ascension, the Bible says that through the eternal spirit, he offered his blood on the altar of the holiest place in all of heaven. And with that, when that took place, the Father sent the promised Holy Spirit. That's what Simon Peter said at Pentecost. He says, God has poured forth this, the promised Holy Spirit. And then he said, this promise is for you. Those who are near and those who are far away. That means the promise of the Spirit of God, the He that Jesus said would come, as far as you might be, you feel away from God, this promise is for you. And if you're close to God, if you're close to God, this promise is for you. And the Father released the Holy Spirit, as Peter said, so that times, plural, of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. Boy, if there's ever, a, ever something that we want to have happen when we gather together, every time, that times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Have you, have you, are, are, do you agree with that? How many of you want to get up and come to church and, and just, you don't really care if God shows up? You know what? I feel like I leak sometimes. 
Anybody going to listen to me today? I'm, I'm, selling, I'm saying funny jokes. Katie always laughs, but you guys. Uh, <laughs> is there love after the cross? There is. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Here's what I discovered. Love grows where the Holy Spirit goes. Love grows where the Holy Spirit goes. And love is waiting on the inside of you if you're a believer. The, the prayer we're going to look at today is the other prayer in the, the book of Ephesians where Paul is, is, is saying, I'm going, to, I'm going to, I pray this prayer over you. You who already have the person of the Spirit taken up residence on the inside of the temple of your life. You already have the He in the residency of your life. What happened? When the lights go down in the city. Um, Paul says this. <laughs> All right, Paul prays this. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. Where? In your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Well, Jesus is already in our hearts. The person of the Holy Spirit is already, he says, so he'll dwell in our hearts. And I pray that you, plural, being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, I always think of Jazzy when this, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Beyond any realm that you and I can imagine where the love of God can reach us. Beyond the realm you're in, I'm in. Beyond that realm, the love of God in the residency of the Spirit longs to take us deeper. But here's, here, here, here's, here's, the, here's where we all are. The, the depth of the love of God will be, will be directly proportionate to the desire and willingness we have to receive the love of God, to receive the Spirit. So when we believe the gospel, we receive the Spirit. But God puts the person of the Spirit so he can continually receive us. Will you say this with me out loud? Father, I swing wide the gate of my heart. Let's say it one more time from the depth of our heart. Father, I swing wide the gate of my heart to let your love come to me. Let me ask you, are you saying that robotically or are you saying that relationally? relationally. Let's say it again then. To let your love come to me. Your love, O oh Lord, say it, is better than life. And I want to know it well. Will you place your hand over your heart right now? And let me say this over you. 
Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Would you just receive that in the name of Jesus right now? Amen? Love after the cross. Regarding the love of God, here's what we always know from the scriptures. The Lord went first and always will. When you think about the love of God, it's the Lord who went first and it's the Lord who always goes first. For Jesus said, for God so loved the world. Jesus didn't say, so men went looking for God, right? We weren't looking for God. No, the Bible says we all were like sheep going astray. We were all seeking our own way. The Lord went first for you and me. And you know what? He always goes first for you and me. He went first for me the first time, and he's gone first for me every time. How about you? Anyone in here that can boast and say, I went after God? Right. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Not only, not only is, it, is it true that the Lord went first and always will, but look at the second. The Lord will have the last, this is the most, this, I love this. The Lord will have the last word about who he loves. Are you thankful for that? The woman caught in the act of adultery. How would you like that to be your claim to fame in the Bible? The woman caught in the act of adultery. You know what she knows? You know what she knew? You know what she still knows? The Lord will have the last word about who he loves. You know, when we stand inside the city of God someday, think of this. We, we will never know who she was unless she tells us. I mean, it isn't like you're going through a museum and you got this, you got, and there she is standing in a, in a, the woman caught in the act of adultery. It's not going to be like that. We won't know who she is. You know why? Because that's not who she is. We won't know who you was, used to be is because that's not who you is. God, the Holy Spirit, comes into our life so who we used to be is, we don't go back to be what we used to be. He's taking us from to. We are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new as Jesus is in this world. So are we. We are beloved of God and the Lord will have the last word on who he loves. Are you thankful for that? There's a lot of wuzzes in my life that I hope never pops up on that screen or I'm going to run out of here. And don't you sit around looking because maybe you'll be next. If you're washed in the blood, the truth is, the truth is, he'll have the last word on you. No matter what the church says, no matter what people think, if you're loved by God, 
Hey, you're loved by God. And here's the good news. You are loved by God. Here's what the Lord said about the last word. On that day, in Jeremiah 30, on that day, the Lord of hosts says, I will break the yoke from off their necks and tear off their bonds and strangers will no longer make them slaves. What do you think of that? He wants to love us. The whole world cries out for love. But they don't know what kind of love is really looking for them. Okay? Neither did I. Neither did you. I'm an old 70s, 80s, but, well, mostly 60s, 70s music guy. Do you know that? <laughs> and I can't help but remember Lou Graham singing the Foreigner song, I want to know what love is. You ever hear? I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. I want you to show me. The problem is, friend, in the world, we're looking for that in another human being. And everybody is a mess. <laughs> And the Doobie Brothers, um, the Doobie Brothers did a lot of great songs, and one of them was called Real Love, and, and, a lot, and a few lines from it says, your days and nights like a wheel that turns, grinding down a secret part of you, deep inside your heart that nobody knows. And so when you say comfort me to anyone who approaches, chalking up the hurt, we live and we learn that we've all lived long enough to know that we'd trade it all right now for just a minute of real love. Of real love. The Holy Spirit has been sent into this world and into our hearts as believers to awaken us to the real love. And where where we allow the Holy Spirit to go, real love grows. God's love is pure. It doesn't make no false claims. It intercedes for you instead of casting the blame. Will not deceive you or lead you into transgression. Won't write it up or make you sign a false confession. I didn't write that. Bishop Bob Dylan wrote that. <laughs> In another verse, he sang it like this. Love that's pure, hopes up things, believes up things. You ever hear Bob Dylan? Won't pull no strings, won't sneak up into your room, tall, dark, and handsome. Capture your heart, hold it for ransom. No, that's not the love of God. Won't hold you back, won't mess up your day, won't pervert you, corrupt you with stupid wishes. It don't make you envious and it won't make you suspicious. It's always on time, it's always content. It's an eternal, this is the love of God. It's an eternal flame quietly burning. Don't you wish Bob Dylan would get saved? Um, an eternal flame, because he sings secular music, uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, quietly burning never needs to be proud or loud or restlessly yearning. That's the love of God. Love grows where the Holy Spirit goes. The Bible gives us many pictures of the love of God in story. I'll just give you a few of them. When you think, what is God like? What does he love me like? What does he love me like? Well, he loves me and he loves you like a shepherd. 
The Lord has a shepherd heart. Jesus has a shepherd heart. The Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us, who Jesus said will be another just like me. So inside of the residency of my life and yours, if you're a believer, having believed you are marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is given to you as an inheritance, he is inside of you, inside of me, within the church. And he has a shepherd heart. Here's what he does. He takes care of his people like a shepherd, Isaiah 40. He gathers, listen to this. He gathers them like lambs in his arms. And he carries them close to his heart. That's what God's love is like. That's how the Holy Spirit wants you to not only know, but feel. The Holy Spirit brings the feeler to your faith. Come on, Lord. We praise you for that. The Holy Spirit brings the feeler to your faith. What's he love like? He loves with a father's heart. In the Old Testament, King Rehoboam rebelled against godly wisdom and split the kingdom of Israel in two. Northern was called Ephraim. The southern was called Judah. And Ephraim went first into sin uh, and offered up strange fire to God, offered their kids in the fire in the name of choice. Committed great wickedness against the Lord. And Jeremiah called them back to God, but here's how God described his heart for them. Ephraim, he says, is Ephraim my dear son? Is he a delightful child? In the midst of living like that, he still says, let me tell you my heart for Ephraim. In my eyes, he's my child. He's a child that I delight in. As often as I've spoken against him, he says, I certainly still remember him. And then he says, my heart yearns for him. I wonder if Jesus pulled a little bit of that treasure out when the when the Pharisees were saying, why do you eat with sinners? And he tells them the story of the lost son and the father. Wonder it? He says, therefore, in the state that Ephraim was in, in the state that you might be in, in the state that I've been in, he says, my heart yearns for him. I will surely have loving kindness on him. It's a picture of the coming of the Holy Spirit where the Lord not only wants to be around us, he wants to bring the embrace to the inside of us. And where the Holy Spirit is allowed to go, the love of God can then grow. What's his heart like? He, he has a groom's heart. Song of Solomon, Song of Songs. I love that song Dustin wrote. I hope he sings it again sometime. And that those today, woo, another level. Listen to the heart of the groom of heaven. Put me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. Jealousy. It flat, the Lord is jealous and passionate for us. He doesn't want anything to block us from the love of God. 
The Lord is a passionate lover. It goes on to say, my love flashes as flashes of fire. The Holy Spirit is a fire. The Lord is a fire. And he is, you know, we talk about being on fire for God. I want to tell you something. And the Pharisee spirit will, 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 will howl over this. The Pharisee spirit will howl over what I'm going to say. We talk so much about being on fire for God. Let me, get, let me tell you something. The Lord's on fire for you. Let me tell you something. If he was on fire for Ephraim, offering up strange gods and worshiping the stars of heaven and has a heart yearning for his son, how much more is the Lord on fire for you, blood washed, still struggling, still have parts that are broken like a junkyard uh, place? The Lord, is, we talk so much about us muscling up, us going to God, us digging the well. Us, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me, let me take us over to the land of peace and rest. The good news is, the Lord is a consuming fire and he's on fire for you. He has the jealousy in his heart to get you back to himself. Many, and here's how, many waters cannot quench his love. No rivers will overflow it. John Elefante wrote a song answering foreigners' question, I want to know what love is. And John Elefante, who used to sing with Kansas, Christian man, he wrote, he knows the tears we cry. He knows our hearts may lie. For us again he'd die. That's what love is. Paul's heart was a message about Christ and Christ's cross. But he preached Christ's cross for one passionate reason, because he longed for what God longed for. Christ in you, the hope of glory, held in the temple of your soul by the passionate lover of it. On Calvary's hill, there was a time stamp where no one should ever doubt God's love. And when we believe it, when we believe it, the lover, we're not the lover. We never went first. We can't go first. God goes first. And he also decides who he's going to love. And guess who he loves? Y, O, and you. Deeply, jealously, passionately. He's on fire. For you, man, for you, flunky prayer warrior, for you, struggler behind the scenes, Christian leader, he's on fire for you. The only way out is in. Let the Holy Spirit into the place and come with fire to consume those things and melt you down and lift you up. That's what I'm trying to say today. The ongoing ministry of the Spirit is to be to us and through us. How do we know it? We know it from the, the advent of Christ. He came. You know what the gospel writer described the first coming of Jesus? The passion. The passion. Think of it. The passion. His cross, your sins. His cross, your scars. The prophet Isaiah saw it in the spirit. Look what he said. Surely he took up our what? Pain. 
and bore our suffering. Yet, yet we considered him punished by God. The lights were out. We considered him stricken by God and afflicted. But here's the truth. Listen, Lord, I pray, open the ears of the deaf. Open the eyes of the blind. Remove the stony heart so we can hear the Lord's word that says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our own iniquities, our deep depravities. He was crushed. We need not be crushed under the weight of the deep depravities that we have committed and live under and carry when the love of wherever the, lo the Holy Spirit goes, love grows. He was crushed for our own, our deep depravity, the punishment that brought us shalom, well-being of mind and heart and soul was on him, not you. And by his wounds we are healed. Jesus on that cross was fulfilling the promise that God, Jer Jeremiah heard. God was saying, I will break the yoke off their necks. I bet if I preached this in the Catholic church, they'd shout right now. <laughs> are we just analyzing this? Or? How many, I don't know about you, but... I need love, not some sentimental prison. I need God, not the political church of America. I need fire to melt the streams of the icy soul. I need love. You? Paul says, for very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So the cross says for all time what God spoke to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31 of which I've paraphrased to say this. And this is how I take Jeremiah 31. Next slide. You can use it. You don't even have to quote me unless you get money for your quote. Then I ask you for the, the priestly tenth. Only if your sin can make the sun stop shining. Only if your sin can make the starlight extinguish. Only if you can count the grains of sand can you qualify to be disqualified for being the object of his affection. The Holy Spirit is like a river of unquenchable fire carrying that fire on crystal streams of living water to bring this love to us after the cross. Mm -hmm. 
after you've been crushed, after you've fallen, after you've crashed and you've burned, after I've squandered my father's wealth with riotous living, from there, when I cry out, when we cry out, from there, when I turn to him, when we turn to him, from there, when we can't even cry out because we're so under the yoke, all we can do is breathe out. His love comes rushing because love grows where the Holy Spirit goes. Listen, take the picture. The river of fire, Daniel saw it. He saw a river, of fire, a river of fire flowing from the throne of God, but we also know that it's a river, a river of a crystal stream. So the streams of living water carry the fire of his passion for us. I was praying over this and I heard the Lord say, it's a tragic thing, a horrific thing in the eyes of the heavenly watchers. For they not only see our turning from God, but behold the heart of the king who lo loves us like no other. Every other love we're looking for, the king watches us look for that love and the heavenly watchers see that and it's a horrifying thing that they see. because they see the master's heart longing to love those who are looking for love everywhere else. You know what he'll do? He loves us so much that he'll even create a storm. He'll even dry up the waters we want to drink from and he will hedge us in. He'll allow us to be broken to pieces until we come back to our senses. And you know what? And it's the kindness of God that does that for us, not to us. To awaken our slumbering heart, to awaken our desensitized Christian life. Hosea says this. Hosea hears the Lord and the Lord says, I will win her back. He's, he's, he's talking about the groom's heart. I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of her trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her. This woman had already been freed from the captivity of Egypt, and now she's turned back, just as the church of Jesus Christ has done time after time after time after time. And when we have, and we're hell-bent on going our own way, making our own heaven, there is one who will go first again. He's doing it here. He's doing it today. He's doing it now. He'll do it to your last breath. And the Lord knows when he... Listen, the last thing we ever want, he won't do it anyway, the last thing we ever want is for God to let us go after our own way. But he, he, he will not relent. Do you feel the Holy Spirit? I feel the Holy Spirit. He will not relent. He says, she will give herself to me there as she did long ago. Listen. And she will no longer call me her master. 
she'll call me her husband. In other words, it won't be, I have to go to church. I have to read the Bible. I have to not sin. How close can we do this without being missing? How much can I... That, day, that day's over. The legalistic law rule book thing, you know what? We've either grieved the Holy Spirit so much, we've been deceived in false teaching so much that we're muscled up, working our way up, trying our best, or whatever. But that's not, that's not the healthy holiness of God. The healthy holiness of God is a revelation of the love of God for you in your lowest state and he's going first again. I will make my wife, I will make her my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you'll finally know me as Lord. It doesn't say they didn't know him before. You'll finally know me as Lord. In that day, I'll answer. I will answer the, answer the sky as it pleads for clouds. That's a person coming saying, Lord, I, I, I am opening the gateway of my life. I'm not looking for a Baptist Holy Spirit. I'm not looking for a Catholic Holy Spirit. I'm not looking for an Assembly of God Holy Spirit. I'm not looking for a modern-day megachurch Holy Spirit. I'm not looking for a T. McGee Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I want the lover of my soul to bring that fire from the rivers of the throne of God. I want to make a great big space for your healing grace. Anybody with me today? Anybody in the room? And the sky will answer the earth with rain. And when we turn, he calls out to us. Today could be the day that love from God just refreshes you. Today could be the day that love from God renews you and revives you. Today could be the day love ransoms you. The, today could be the day that love rescues you. Do you push back on that? Well, I'm already saved. Standing with our feet in the promised land like prisoners in the Ottu chain gang club. That's the sound of the man working on the chain gang. And everybody says, ooh, ah. Instead of a fire that comes not to destroy, but to ignite. Today could be the day that he not only ransoms you, he rescues you. It could be the day that he resurrects you, that you literally come back to life, that your life comes back to life, that your Christian life gets resurrected, that your victorious life gets resurrected, that your, that your stale devotions get resurrected, or mine. My prayer life actually becomes a relational engagement with my papa on his porch in the cool of the day. This is what the Holy Spirit longs to do. 
This is what he longs to do. I can't even put it in words. I can't even express it. How deeply, how much fire comes from his throne to love us jealously. Where we know we're loved by God. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on you. Not only for us to open the doors of our church, but more importantly, to open the doors of our heart. And when we do, here's the last slide. When we do, hey, I'm preaching so we can get somewhere. And also Oliver said he didn't want to go real long because, you know, he's got children's church. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What I saw, a popcorn maker downstairs, I bet you those kids are going to want to be there for a while. (laughs) Here's why we can be healed of our wounds. Here's why I can be healed of the deep, dark shame that I cover over myself when I, when I come out into the public world. Here's why. Because love from his wounds release a healing river to bring love into my wounds. So today, what the Lord is calling you and I to is this. Let the Spirit himself Take us into deep love. You never convince somebody that uh, believes in a same-sex relationship that they're wrong by Bible verses only. You know why? Because it's because all of our lives get locked into things that are beyond uh, what we would say is right-wrong logic. It's based on ties of the soul, longing for love. And when you think you found what you're looking for, and how many of you have ever done that? You thought you found what you're looking for, you know? You can't just logic that out or say should and shouldn't. The only, the only rescue in anybody's life from bonds and chains and beliefs that you're just surely are the way they are, that this is love and whatever, the only way to, to come differently and be healed of that is for God to open your eyes to show you there's better love, there's more, there's deeper, there's, there's someone that goes past the, the someones and brings real, true, holy, wholesome living and love in your soul. And that's a work that only, only the Holy Spirit can do. Only. Church can't do it. Preachers can't do it. Your book can't do it. My book can't do it. My manuals can't do it. But when God breathes on a person and God breathes on a sermon and God breathes on a song and God breathes on an author and God breathes on a podcast and the people that are releasing that out of their life, as I said about Brooke Evans earlier, when, 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 the, when we give place for the Holy Spirit to come in, the Holy Spirit comes in more than we could ever imagine and goes out in dimensions far beyond any thing we could chart. Brooke, far beyond. Love grows where the Holy Spirit goes and that love is waiting on the inside of us. Would you stand please? Holy love flow in me Fill me up, 
like the deepest sea like a crashing wave pouring over me holy love flow to me many waters cannot quench your love many sorrows cannot quench your love darkness cannot overwhelm it I will not fear your love is here to comfort me holy love flow in me fill my heart like the deepest sea like a crashing wave flowing over me holy love flow in me the enemy of your soul despised this morning the enemy of your soul wants to do any possible thing he can to put a stamp of ending right here but the lover of your soul brought you to here because from here it's him and you not me from here it is you making space in your heart because the Lord always spoke to my heart and said I want to begin a healing today of people who have broken hearts people who have had hearts broken by others people who have broken their own heart by the things that they've stepped out into in their life and the lover of your soul is coming today because he passionately loves you like a shepherd he passionately loves you he passionately loves you like a father he passionately loves you like a lover of your soul I want to invite I want to invite you I want to invite you to Listen for a minute. Lord, I just, in the name of Jesus, dispel all fear of the things of heaven off people, out the door of this sanctuary and out the door of the drive port and out of here. And Lord, glory to your name wonderful Jesus wonderful Jesus king of hearts master of the remake master of the rescue hallelujah master of the resurrection masterful God draw with cords of your great jealous love 
the hurting heart, the broken heart, the man, the woman that's wandered far away, to come home to healing in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I pray for those that have been wavering between two opinions, one foot on the land, one toe in the waters of God, that this would be the day for them, that the yoke would be broken and they would step out into the waters, both feet all the way out and walk with the man who wants to take them into rivers that they, can, they, they, can't, they can't navigate. The river takes them. The river takes them. The river takes them. Oh, Lord, come on. If you're a prayer warrior right now, some of us need to have the river take us. Some of us need to have, we, we say, God, take me to the river. And he says, how far you want to go? You've been saying, Lord, help my family, help my marriage, help this, help that. He says, how far you want to go? Your ankle deep water isn't going to do a miracle in your home. Ankle deep water isn't going to get your lost kid back in the house of God. Ankle knee deep water isn't going to get them there. How deep, how far, how far, how far will you let the Lord take you? How far will you let him? Wherever the Holy Spirit comes, wherever he's allowed to, 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 to take lordship, that's where healing and miracles happen. You holding the reins, you holding the book, you holding where your feet go, you are defining, you are defining, I've been there, I do it, I still do it, but you're defining the dimension of the impact of the Holy Spirit in your life. But when you not only have the Holy Spirit, but you give yourself to the Holy Spirit, oh man, I hasn't seen ear hasn't heard. It doesn't even enter the imagination of people the good things that God will do for you. I ask you, hungry heart, broken heart, wayward heart, to meet the Lord right here at this holy altar. Why here? Because his phones are ringing out there. Why here? People are thinking about ready to leave. Why here? Because there's, there's motion and stuff. Why here? Because you know what? You've just broken free from something. You've created your own space. And there's only one thing you're here saying, Lord, I only have eyes for you. I only have eyes for you. I want you to do work in my life today. Would you meet him here? Don't come because of me. Come if the Lord. And let I promise you, I know, I know, I know that the presence of the Holy Spirit is rich for those who call on him. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that great healing would flow. Great dimensions of deliverance would take place. Birthings would happen. Refreshings would begin. In the name of Jesus, amen.